0: I've got a giant, pulsating, unexplained phenomenon.
1: The queen is a lizard. I've left bloodstains on the carpet. Top 10 saddest anime deaths.
0: Why don't you come and explain this cryptid?
1: Scooby-Doo monsters unleashed.
0: I've got an unexplained sighting to show.
1: you. I'm feeling Illuminati.
0: Give me another mystery, Daddy.
1: Oh, this goes all the way to the top.
0: It's a conspiracy.
1: I've never been to school.
0: Oh, no. All my theories are leaking out of me. Ah!
1: Those leaks are going to ruin the upholstery. Sticky leaks. Sticky, sticky, sticky. Leaks? Hello, loyal listener. Um, Gosh, back again, are we? Episode three. God, you can't get enough of it. Thank you for sticking with us. Oh my God, get it. Um, This episode was, was recorded like a few weeks ago in a time in which good sound quality didn't exist, apparently. I think it's because Amy doesn't have like a good microphone yet. And like isn't wearing headphones and there's like a bit of an echo so like just ignore it honestly just go with it it's gonna be chill you're gonna have a good time still we're still gonna find out about this old bloody mothman whoever he is um so stick with it i also have a bit of a cold so i do sniff a lot in this episode so just please forgive me it's not my fault it was seasonal illnesses and depression and amy has coronavirus so she's coughing a lot so i know it's like it's it's my instinct as well to be furious at her and to want to like give her a smack but you just gotta bear with babe it's honestly gonna be fine um anyway here is the episode as recorded it's actually good it's just a bit kind of annoying sound wise so do you know what get over it it's gonna be fine love you thanks for listening oh my god episode three gosh can't wait Um, RIP Prince Philip, like, so sad to see you gone, babes. Um, Yeah, bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sticky Leaks, a podcast dedicated to unearthing unsolved mysteries, conspiracy theories, crimes, speculation, world issues. And do you know what? It feels like no one's really had a go. And we're going to have a go, just start sorting it out, because it just seems quite ridiculous that there's all these threads left up in the air, like a bloody fucking George R.R. R. Martin book, and no one's come to time up pretty in a little bow. So that's what we're here to do. We're using yeah. our advanced intellect, psychic abilities, astrological persuasions and uh, just generally queer magic to be able to... to uh, We're going to put it to a good use, to be honest, and uh, just going to go around and just tie all these cases up because it's just getting boring now, to be honest. That's what I think.
0: I'm over it. I'm, I'm over it. I'm really over it. Um, the people deserve answers, um, and we're going to give them answers. Um, we're the best place people. We're extremely um, uh, dedicated to our craft, um, and we... We are, I think, probably the smartest people on the planet. So it it really is down to us um, to to find absolute, conclusive um, solutions to these big world problems. I think, James.
1: I mean, exactly. Like, why are people just twiddling their thumbs, not knowing, like, who bloody who Jack the Ripper was, who kidnapped that poor little girl in Portugal, that kind of thing? Like, we're going to tell you, like, through a process of leaked information that we have somehow been able to get access to um, cleverness and I think street smarts yeah definitely with a little bit um, of, a little bit of psychic uh, intuition in there as well I reckon uh,
0: a little bit don't don't play us down We are um,
1: sprinkling the solution
0: yeah yeah um, so um, I think we should um, get solving don't you?
1: Yeah, Amy. What? Um, oh, yeah. Give me a clue. What, what have you? Uh, g- yeah. Give me some roundabout, broad clues as to what you've uh, had a look for, look up for us this week, and what we're going to debunk and solve.
0: Um, so, my uh, mystery that I'm solving this week um, is an urban legend of the cryptid uh, persuasion. Hmm. Um, can you, have you, have you got any ideas?
1: So cryptids are like beasties, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're beasties. like
0: humanoid beasties, not unlike us.
1: Are um, they always humanoid? I just assumed it was all beasties.
0: Um, so I think they've got like human elements to them. So is um, not cryptid. Oh, maybe she is. I I'd
1: don't know. She i she is. Yeah.
0: Okay. So they're like mysterious creatures, aren't they?
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the um the file yet. Our top secret files that we've been been privy to. Um, yeah. But I ahead.
0: didn't I, I didn't think the like sort of absolute um uh, explanation of what cryptid was was kind of key to this story. Um, Do you know what? Fair
1: enough, and I support you.
0: Yeah. Who needs Who needs definitions when you've got suspicions?
1: <laughs> 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 when you've got like ring fenced clear answers about one thing but no interest in the broader topic exactly (laughs) that's the key to this so welcome
0: to my degree
1: (laughs) welcome to everything we've ever done um (laughs) so I want to guess then is it is it kind of like is it an international cryptid is it like is it specifically is it regional is it a regional cryptid (laughs) is it limited to the the northeast area (laughs)
0: <laughs> um so it's it's mostly in one specific place in the u.s is it a big there are kind of no oh. no i don't like people with big feet i think they're weird
1: oh do you know what fair i've got i actually have dainty delicate feet and they're um slender delicate ankles of a racehorse mm. so i don't identify with that community as a bigfoot yeah i mean i don't at all i've just got a well, big bloody brain instead
0: you've got big bloody blisters that pop and spawn out babies that's what
1: you've got I always have blisters oh (laughs) you are actually referencing a time that I was a mother so this is just a little (laughs) sidebar one time um I was in the rainforest true story and I was I guess bitten by something and a giant black blister which just grew on my ankle for like a few days this is in Bolivia and then one day it just like had burst and it was like cavernous um and I had no idea what it was and this guy was like, oh yeah, probably just like an insect gestated in your foot. So I'm a mother. I think that's beautiful. I, at no point in the journey was I disgusted by her. <laughs> at every point I was quite teary.
0: I think that's so lovely because you have, you've genuinely got children out there.
1: I know, I'm a mother. Don't and, try and, and tell you're me probably... i not. <laughs>
0: You're probably a grandmother by now as well.
1: I would say multiple levels of grandmother. I would, it would be like busted levels of grand, great, great granddaughter.
0: <laughs> You're at the like um, top of a, a Sims kind of legacy family tree.
1: Oh my God, full of memories. Scroll, <laughs> scroll through, babe, have a look, look at them. <laughs> and it'll be like in the Sims when they just generate shit names for your kids, because you haven't got any control over them. So I've got like loads of Dustins.
0: <laughs> you would have Dustin, a creep,
1: a creepy little uh, jungle insect called Dustin. Yeah,
0: <laughs> who's a kleptomaniac and a never nude, <laughs> just just like his grandmother.
1: Hates children,
0: <laughs> hates the
1: outdoors. I want to do like a BBC like revisited show where I where I meet Dustin. Oh my is. god! You
0: should you should go on Long Lost Family with Davina McCall.
1: Me and Davina holding hands, just so teary, with a cup of tea, and then just a absolute swarm.
0: You go to the Heathrow arri- arrivals gate with a, with a big sign, and this swarm of insects comes comes out and engulfs you, and like rips off all all the flesh off your body.
1: And I like, and I'm just happy to be uh, physically touched. <laughs> Just happy to feel the embrace of family for once. <laughs> anyway, should we move okay. on?
0: Okay, I'm. I'll. I'll just kind of um, introduce my story for today. Okay. Um, I'm. So today I'm going to expose you to the truth of one of America's biggest urban legends. Ooh. Um, and the the title of my story today is "The Mothman Cometh." Red eyes, <laughs> red tape.
1: Do you know what? Fair play.
0: So, James, have you ever heard of the Mothman? I don't think I have
1: actually. I've heard of goat. Okay, great. Goatman. Goatman. That's more of like a a spooky story.
0: Okay. I've not heard of
1: Mothman.
0: So Mothman is is pretty spooky, to be honest. Um, It's got some spooky elements, but I think there's a a logical um, kind of explanation uh, for the the mystery of the Mothman. Um, So I'll, I'll kind of take you through the you through the kind of backstory of him um and i'll introduce you to kind of sightings um Mm. i'll introduce you to the the mothman and, and who he is and some descriptions um then we've got some kind of possible theories um and um then i've got sort of my theory of how everything ties together
1: the definitive answer as to who this this mothman is
0: yes absolutely
1: this, this individual okay. absolutely
0: the definitive answer um so it's november 1966 um it's scorpio season oh, God. um <laughs> so just setting the scene lots of mystery lots of intrigue mm-hmm. um we're in um west virginia in the u.s um and we're in a town called point pleasant I so i it. think Yeah, it sounds sounds a bit like a Sims town Um, and it kind of looks Mm. like it as well. It's sort of set on a river um, and there's like a bridge that goes over to um, a town in Ohio, kind of off off the side of the town.
1: I can see it, you've painted a picture well.
0: Yeah, it's like a sleepy little kind of American dream town. And as with all good mysteries, this story starts with a group of grave diggers who are preparing for a burial and they're out in the in the dead of night on um, November the 12th 1966 and in the trees above the cemetery they see a brown winged creature lifting off from the trees and they were like oh is it what what is that Um, it looked like a bird but it but it also didn't look like a bird so a few days later um, there are two young couples Um, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Mallet. Again, Sims characters. I
1: don't think I can invest in people with these names.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Um, So they're they're doing that kind of specifically 1960s thing of hanging out in their cars, um, doing a bit of kind of snogging and fondling. Um, And when they're they're hanging out in their cars, um, they see a large six or seven feet tall, grayish brown creature um, with bright red eyes um, Mm. that are like six feet apart that kind of glowed in the headlights of their car. And apparently it had a wingspan of sort of 10 feet and it really didn't like when they they shone um, the headlights on it and they um, tried to drive away and it followed them as they drove in an area that was known as the TNT area, which was a site of a former World War II munitions plant um, and this is this is quite important. So back in World War Two times, Point Pleasant had this like massive bunker type thing where they just made loads and loads and loads of bombs. And this was on kind of the site of a of a nature reserve because they were like, yeah, what's what's a better idea than putting loads of nuclear waste into um, a a wildlife reserve? Obviously, that makes sense. You would do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after these two couples spotted the kind of second official sighting of the Mothman. Um, There were loads and loads more sightings throughout 1966 and kind of the back end of of it. Um, And I guess like let's take uh, a moment to explain um, who or what the Mothman is. So um, the Mothman described as um, a bipedal winged human being so that means it's got two legs it's got like the body of a man but mm-hmm. it's got like massive wings um, so a bit like you know when Courtney Axe wore that like Do you know big... what? I can see it, I yeah. can see
1: it, yeah. shouldered, yeah, big yeah. wings
0: So big wings, um, big man, big wings, big red eyes
1: Not good enough to win season six
0: no, I don't think he'd go very far on Drag Race, to be honest. He doesn't sound like it sounds a bit drab, you know.
1: It's one of the um, ones where, like, it's I kind of it's, it's a novelty for the first couple of eps, and maybe there'd be a, like a non-elimination challenge, and the Mothman would sort of skate through. And then mm. I reckon, like, you get to a lip sync, you're not gonna be you're not gonna move very well with gigantic bipedal wings, are you?
0: No, um, mm. and actually, it's funny you should say that because. Whilst the Mothman's able to fly at about 100 miles an hour, um, he is described as a shit runner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So one of the the people who spotted him says he walks with a weird shuffle that many witnesses compare to a penguin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you can imagine this like terrifying creature with big red eyes, um, horrible wings, just like kind of like hobbling behind your car trying to catch up with you um so he's he's chasing is... he's
1: not being chased
0: no he's chasing um okay. and his his favorite activity to do is chasing cars
1: <laughs> oh my god snow patrol vibes
0: <laughs> yeah i i believe that that is what um snow patrol uh, based that entire song on um on the mothman
1: i wonder if gavin and stacy knew before they used it as their wedding song the affiliation think think with mothman did. yeah <laughs> Do we think James Corden's in any way involved? Because I would see him being involved.
0: Sixties, well, isn't
1: it? He's probably old.
0: Yeah, but the thing is with James Corden, right? Is he is like the furthest thing away from a
1: mystery. Oh um, gosh, yeah, we, we, he's just that close person <laughs> and personal, isn't he? Yeah, he's
0: an absolutely fucking everything. And I think the Mothman is a shy beast.
1: Okay. Um, because yeah.
0: whilst he he loves chasing cars, um, he doesn't actually like get close to people.
1: He doesn't so set the, set the fire to the third bar
0: exactly yeah. exactly and yeah he's he's got this like weird flight pattern um <laughs> <laughs> which is apparently goes straight up like a helicopter <laughs>
1: <laughs> or or better yet a Winx doll
0: yeah I was gonna say it's like one of those dolls that like fly straight into the fire
1: <laughs> they've just got you uh, like they've landed a new Netflix series by the way just to let you know
0: oh really mm-hmm Well, maybe the Mothman will get his own Netflix series. Maybe he'll Um, like,
1: maybe he'll guest. (laughs) It's like very kind of like spunky teens at the moment, but I reckon there could be a place for a a mythical cryptid.
0: Name me a piece of media that doesn't have a place for a mythical cryptid.
1: Probably MasterChef the Professionals. Yeah. It'd be too too cumbersome.
0: Yeah, but he would bring some excitement to it. Imagine if they were all kind of like making oh. a souffle being chased by the mothman that would make it more interesting wouldn't it
1: or they're like when they d- i love it when they do those big like big old ch- stews and they have to feed like the army or something but they have to feed like, <laughs> the mothman they have to placate the mothman <laughs> <laughs> and, like greg james is the only one like uh, licensed to speak to him and he's in a- he's in like a cavern they're all like against uh, against time and they've got like <laughs> Come up with a big old feast to placate the math man.
0: <laughs> it's like when you had to bring like a rotten omelette to that witch on Neopets.
1: Oh god, yeah, I remember that. That's yeah. Is she involved? We think you don't know. It's fine. Well, you, do,
0: you know. Um. So let's let's put that aside because I think there are some like specific kind of um, maybe not explanations.
1: Relevant. Right. Okay. Maybe
0: not relevant, James. Maybe, um, I have done Neopet, the research. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, you, I mean, you, yeah. have, you have the actual file from the CIA, don't you? Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah, I do. Um, and, I've, and I've built
1: on it, okay. um, because the yeah.
0: CIA are fucking stupid. Um, got lots so, of highlighter pen on it, have you? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got like a big wall with, with loads of moths on it, and some string kind of
1: mm-hmm.
0: pulling it all together. Um, so, after, after these kind of initial sightings of the Mothman, there were more and more sightings in this town over the next year so one man called newell
1: partridge who's come up with these names
0: (laughs) again the sims he claimed that he saw strange patterns appearing on his telly when he was watching telly at night maybe he was watching masterchef um (laughs) yeah and then there was like this weird noise outside um he shone a torch outside and he saw two big red glowing eyes Um, staring back at him. And Partridge's dog disappeared soon after. And this guy believes the Mothman stole his dog.
1: (laughs) From the people who brought you Iron Man, Captain America, and Captain Marvel comes an iconic new superhero for a modern age. She's patriotic, she's British, and most importantly, she's girl. Introducing Captain Britain. Coming soon to a cinema near you if you're not a wuss, watch as Captain Britain goes from an everywoman, ex-army prison guard to a fully-fledged superhero, girl boss. Watch her fight for her rights everywhere from the polling station to the ladies pond to the comment section of a Young Trans Girls Coming Out vlog. Featuring an all-white, all-cis cast and written in consultation with women who came out in support of JK Rowling, Captain Britain is THE feminist superhero movie for wealthy white women who think the greatest threat facing them is the word turf. Pre-order your tickets today and join over 30 other women in conversation on www.glinner.co.uk to see which wocus are hashtag triggered. Captain Britain. She's cis.
0: I'm lovable home chef and queen of the frozen food aisle, Aunt Bessie. Since everyone's gone keto, I've had to branch out and find a new way of keeping the nation's appetite satisfied. And so that's why I've launched my new adult streaming platform, Aunt Bessie XXX. You've eaten my potatoes, but have you watched me eat a cunt? For only 9 99 a month, you'll have unlimited, unfiltered access to every flap, every fold and every crevice of my body with Aunt Bessie XXX. Watch me rub one out as I pour Bisto all over my tits. Breadcrumb, more like bed covered in cum, macaroni in a pot, that's my wet-ass pussy, and this month's content exclusive sees me putting a live toad in my hole. As part of my launch chopper. I'm giving Sticky Leaks listeners a premium membership to my live cam channel, where I'll be expelling a range of frozen vegetables out of my arsehole for all to see. Log on to Aunt Bessie XXX now. I'm already making erections rise across the country as every Yorkshire pudding that has gone before them. So don't miss out. So uh, the Mothman's out here being blamed for absolutely fucking everything. They're accusing him of kind of being a a voyeur, of of burials, Mm -hmm. of chasing teens in a car, of stealing dogs. And over in the UK... (laughs) um, (laughs) The about 10 years later um <laughs> in cornwall the uk's own version of mothman was spotted <laughs> called
1: owl man <laughs> it would be fucking cornwall wouldn't it
0: yeah and it would be a fucking owl
1: the uk's answer to west virginia
0: it is though isn't it point pleasant um so yeah that's a that's a digression but um this is this is who the mothman is Mm -hmm. so he's this kind of big wing creature and and all these people keep spotting him so um let me get into some possible theories but before I do that what like what what do you think has caused the mothman who who could the mothman be
1: I would say he's he seems quite misunderstood to be honest like I would definitely hazard a guess to say that he was probably queer Because it's the kind of, it's a kind of classic model, isn't it? Like being the town pariah, being blamed for eating dogs. Like it's definitely what gay people were subjected to for, for many, many years. Up until this day, I would say. I would, Mm. I definitely think a neighbor's accused me of eating a dog. And for chasing a car. I Mm. mean, I haven't done it. I've been at home watching MasterChef The Professionals, not starring in it. But I would say that like... But you ha- have been I making
0: have... a lot of soup, so you could be starring in it.
1: Do you know I'm not there yet? I'm probably like Junior Master Chef. I'd have to work my way up because I'm only newly on this on the game of making soup because I've only just discovered how blenders work. Um, <laughs> also, so... you're
0: only 14, so
1: yeah, exactly. Um, born yeah. just after 9/11, um, so I I have some empathy for the Mothman in, in in a way. Like I don't really mind where he came from as long as he. Um, he has the support and security that he needs. Or, I mean, I don't even know if, if uh, the Mothman uses he, him pronouns, but... Um, well,
0: I think that's a really interesting point, because they've they've gendered um, this cryptid already.
1: I mean, usually when there's they? a miscreant, it is a man. So I, I, I can understand from like a sort of statistical point of view, if there is someone in your town killing dogs, it is most likely to be a man. Yeah that's that's fair yeah I just I feel like women and 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 envy people just certainly have the time for it
0: yeah you have you ever seen a non-binary person chasing a car down the road no
1: literally never I've never seen that no whereas I have Um... I have been chased by a man in a car in Glasgow (laughs) (laughs)
0: have you
1: yeah did I not tell you that we were like parked at a traffic light when I was quite young we used to go and visit my nana in Glasgow and uh, a man took out an iron rod and started hitting the cars on the road what? and we just drove away quite quickly.
0: <laughs> Maybe he knew you were gay. I mean I would imagine so. A... <laughs> he was coming to do a, a hate crime at you.
1: That's Glasgow for you I suppose.
0: Yeah but like yeah I think that's an interesting theory of, of there, there does seem to be some queer energy coming off the Mothman mm-hmm. um, and it's actually something that I'm going to pick up on a little bit later because I think you could be kind of on the right track here
1: do we have um, a vague idea of when he was born?
0: So I guess it's difficult because he was first sighted in Scorpio season. But and mm-hmm.
1: that's so, I mean, Scorpio season is Halloween. So that's kind of when a lot of queer activity does come to light. But doesn't necessarily mean he was born in Scorpio season. To me, he's he's screaming Aquarius. Like a bit of a, he's a mysterious loner. Yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. I want to keep that thought because I okay. have done his birth chart um, oh, and okay. I think there are elements of it that um, make a lot of sense okay. um, when I bring in some of the kind of um, later events that, that he was involved in. So before I get to the, to to that, um, I'm going to talk you through some possible theories that I think have been debunked that don't make any rational sense. So the first one is that biologists have suggested that the Mothman could actually be just people getting hysterical at sighting a specific bird. So in Virginia there's um, there's a thing called a sandhill crane which is a bird that's about as tall as the average man and has kind of red flesh around its eyes. <laughs> and... <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> uh, sounds really lovely um, and obviously as I mentioned earlier that World War Two munitions bunker um, was spewing out toxic waste into a nature reserve where quite yeah. a lot of sandhill cranes were living. So some people think that it was a deformed version of a of a bird that was kind of particularly fucked up by the TNT area that was just kind of appearing, and people got freaked out by it. Which, I mean, I don't like scientific explanations of things. Um, I think they're quite limited. So oh, it's, um, it's,
1: I'm yeah, deeply heterosexual.
0: Deeply heterosexual to explain it through biology, I think, and kind of doing Mothman quite an injustice. So
1: so I've just actually Googled what a sandhill Crane looks like and it looks nothing like Courtney Act. Yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. I think the
1: balls are still all in the air here.
0: Yeah, quite literally. The balls are floating around the Mothman, um, who's kind of helicoptered away from from this idea. Um, Now, the second theory that I think is a bit rubbish is um, it's just someone having a laugh. (laughs) <laughs> so, so it could be a very committed prankster who hid in the munitions plant and just like to scare people um and actually after the story ran in the local paper people started seeing loads more of the mothman um and mm. i mean fine but to be honest like who was who would be doing that like what what's the point um it just doesn't seem very realistic to me that you would kind of that you just do it for fun? It's not a really fun
1: activity, is it? I mean, again, straight people. This is like, do you remember that summer when everyone dressed up as clowns? And when I say mm. everyone, I mean just very boring straight men. And we're like going around, going, meme, spooky clown, stabbing pumpkins on people's like porches and stuff." Mm. It was just like, who has the fucking time? I'm at home, you know, trying to like live my best life, trying to like pour energy into creative outputs, and you are out there dressed as some silly little clown scaring people i could see that straight people might dress up as some kind of large brown courtney act Winks esque <laughs> figure as a kind of fuck about it does make more sense i suppose that once there'd been an initial sight someone would have dressed up as that thing and gone out to go and spook some kids with silly names
0: yeah but and i suppose there's like there wasn't much to do in nineteen sixty six, was there? Oh my um, God, no, nothing like,
1: interesting happened before two thousand eleven.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were no apps and and stuff. Like you can play Candy Crush. So I suppose that like going out and spooking people like might have been something to do. Um,
1: I mean, one to at the same... out as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was
1: giving everyone bloody um, ideas.
0: But I suppose that if you think about it costumes were so shit back then yeah that like if you were gonna go and dress up like no one would no one would think that it was anything other than someone in a costume it was just shit there was like no like animatronics very little kind of in the way of prosthetics it it just doesn't seem believable to me
1: no people didn't have the Kanye West uh, uh hologram technology then
0: exactly Exactly. Um, So another reason or another explanation, and I think this is one that, um, had I not um, investigated this more deeply, I might have believed, is that the town of Point Pleasant was actually built, um, surprise, surprise, on a Native American reservation. as with everywhere in America, Um, and as part of um, the colonizers' clamation of Point Pleasant, as they named it, um, Hmm. they killed the Native American chief that was originally kind of uh, looking after the land, and he was called Chief Cornstalk, Cornstalk, and he was murdered along with his son, and legend has it that he put a blood curse on the area,
1: Absolutely the, good for her.
0: Like absolutely, yeah, can't fault it, really. And I think that this kind of explanation is the one that sort of makes the most sense. You know, like a deep, a deep feeling of trauma and a kind of mm. haunting these um, horrible co- colonizers that came along afterwards, and kind of getting revenge. I think getting revenge is always a really good explanation. Um, I love for, vengeance for in anything. Any
1: form. I think vengeance yeah. is queer, and I do think all these Americans deserved it.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think that's sort of the the urban legend side of things. Um, but I'm going to give you a bit of a scientific explanation. Um, and no. this isn't kind of you know boring biology. This is um, scientific in the way of the paranormal.
1: Um, oh, thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I believe. or uh, no, I don't believe. I'm just going to I'm just going to give you a bit of evidence here. Okay. So um, there's a, there is a, a a a trail of thought um, that the Mothman is um, a harbinger, harbinger, harbinger?
1: Harbinger? Yeah,
0: I know what you mean. mean. No idea. A harbinger of doom. Um, It has a, the Mothman has um, a bit of a kind of, kind of looks a bit like um, what people describe as sleep paralysis demons, um, which are just kind of the embodiment of human fear, which I think is very cool, very queer. And it's a it's a legend that has its roots in a tragedy that actually befell Point Pleasant shortly after the Mothman started being sighted. So, um, fantastic. yeah, um, so the Mothman started being sighted in um, November 1966. And in 1967, um, in November, the bridge that connected Point Pleasant with that kind of little town in Ohio um, over the river collapsed. So the the bridge was actually built in in 1928 when um, the average car was about the third of the weight of um, the cars in 1967. And the bridge had been built shoddily. One person describes the bridge being built um, as unimaginatively, um, (laughs) (laughs) as as if you could build like a creative bridge.
1: (laughs) Um, Amy, I definitely that you can build creative bridges
0: yeah yeah i guess you can like, like I've physically been on some good and bridges. spiritually yeah um I'm, i mean personally i'm a fan of like burning bridges so any kind of bridge construction i'm a bit wary of
1: um, i mean i do love the drama of burning a bridge but i just i can't help but think that like a jazzy bridge is quite fun
0: Hmm. yeah that's true that's true and i guess especially in like the 20s um like whilst the Great Depression was happening, y- you might have cheered people up by, you know, like painting it a nice Building colour.
1: Brilliant I've never <laughs> once walked across that lovely bridge from St Paul's Cathedral to the Tate and not being like turn around and be like, God, that is that is quite fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you could see you could see the river below your feet. It's quite scary. Yeah. There's always like a little man making chestnuts on it. Like it's yeah. a good do you know what? It does cheer me up, Amy, I won't I won't lie to you.
0: Okay, fair enough. And I suppose, yeah, the the thing is, like, if your if your bridge is boring, what you could do is, as you say, jazz it up with a a few characters. So, like, Mm. you know, you've got a you could potentially put a bridge troll on it. Um, you could put um, you know, street performers. I'm against street performers, um, but like that's something that straight people like. Um, yeah, as you say, the little chestnut man, someone like selling little trinkets and things.
1: Oh, they usually, is um, a person, doing that thing where they put a ball under some cups, and you have to guess yeah. the ball where the ball is. And yeah, it's just a, a, a delightful waste of time.
0: Yeah, exactly. But this silver, the Silver Bridge, had none of these things. It was a boring bridge um, that was just used for commuting, basically. But um, it was built very badly, meaning that if one part failed, the whole thing would come down. Okay. So on on this day in, in 1967, a single bit of the bridge cracked and literally the entire bridge fell in. So people were commuting to work and they were like plunged into the icy water below. So unfortunately, 46 people died either by drowning or being crushed in the wreckage.
1: By a boring bridge.
0: By a boring bridge. I like, what a way to fucking go. Like you're going to work, you're on a boring bridge and you die. Like there's there's nothing good about that.
1: Um, I wouldn't say so. No.
0: <laughs> However, um, the Mothman was spotted around this bridge shortly before it collapsed.
1: Oh, she is um, a harbinger. Binger. She
0: is the harbinger of doom, and that lots of people associate the Mothman kind of turning up at this tragedy with the bridge's collapse. Mm. Now, this is further impacted by sightings of the Mothman at various kind of catastrophic world events. And in some cases, the Mothman was actually able to um, to, to kind of prevent people from from harm. So um, in Germany, the Mothman was spotted scaring miners away from a mine collapse, and the miners survived because the Mothman turned up. Um, The Mothman visited the plant in Chernobyl um, (laughs)
1: Didn't do a very good job of warning <laughs> people off there,
0: did he? Um, the Mothman was um. What's doing be behind the Mothman iron was,
1: curtain?
0: Uh, he can do whatever he fucking wants. He can fly.
1: Well, I suppose that's true. You can just fly Big over. Big red eyes, from,
0: can't you? Yeah. Big red eyes. You know, like communism is all red.
1: Take that um, for a So that's
0: good. Yeah. Um, there were multiple sightings of the Mothman before um a bridge collapse in Minnesota. So he's got a bit of a thing for. For burning bridges again, potentially further um, evidence that that he is a queer person,
1: hmm.
0: um, and also um, the Mothman was spotted in New York just before nine eleven.
1: Oh, um, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, there seems to be evidence of the Mothman being involved in these big kind of world events that kind of precedes kind of death and destruction. So. That's the story of the Mothman um, and I'm gonna kind of move on and and tell you what I think is yeah, I
1: mean, kind of the story it's of the Mothman. obviously very coincidental that like tragic events always happen whenever the Mothman goes on holiday.
0: Mm. It's like when I go to Wales and something bad happens.
1: Yeah like a mine collapse mm. or something I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I think there's a lot of drama involved with this, and I do feel like there is a, like a bit of an addiction to drama. And maybe the Mothman, although queer and probably quite an interesting character, I think is probably I'm now more drawn to the idea that the Mothman is a Scorpio because mm. he does seem to be like inciting a bit of drama, a bit of trage. Like, I don't know if I like, I like. I mean, do we know what he's up to these days? Do you know what his like his handle is or anything? Is the uh, Mothman
0: on TikTok? <laughs> um, I think he's—he's he's, the thing is there's—they have actually done a couple of TV series about him, and there was a big book and and stuff. Um, and it seems to me like he's kind of staying out the limelight because there's been a lot got, of suspicion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's filled his boots a little bit. Like he's got—he's got that appeal. He's got that draw.
0: Yeah, and he's like definitely of retirement age now. Um. Oh yeah. So like what would
1: he be? He's in his sixties, I suppose.
0: Yeah, at least. But you know, so, Joe Biden
1: just became president. He's seventy-eight, so that's true. That's that's very true. Right. Well, go on then. Um, Who is the Mothman? What is the Mothman? What hap- what's actually what's actually going on here? Right? I mean, I'm bloody on, edge of my bloody chair. <laughs> right. So,
0: hey, bestie. Look, I know you're like so busy taking gorgeous selfies and cyberbullying that weird girl from school, but listen to this put your phone down, there's a brand new way to get the recognition you deserve. Introducing GCSEs. They're cool, they're cute, they're completely yours. You might have heard your mum telling you about them, but don't let that boring old bitch put you off. GCSEs are designed specially for cool, young, hip teens like you. Every GCSE you do, you get like rated and stuff, so, you can see how much better you are than all those other girls in your class. The subjects like history, geography, and science might sound so boring, and like that's because they are, but honestly, like what else is there to do now that Topshop shut down? And oh my god, at the end, you'll get this gorgeous personalised certificate to keep that's got like your name on it and all of your ratings. It's so cool. Right now Sticky Leaks is working with the president of GCSEs to make sure they're cooler, hipper and more relevant for teens just like you. And we'll soon be launching GCSEs in being hot, texting and being a bitch. So go to school hun and get your GCSEs!
1: Hi, I'm a normal, well-adjusted member of the LGBT plus community. And I'm here today to talk to you about Bimini Bon Boulash. Bimini is a gender non-binary drag queen from East London, who recently appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2. She didn't win, but you know what? Neither did you, cunt. I'm part of a growing movement of individuals who have been spiritually realigned by Bimini's presence, and I'm here today to tell you to join us. When Bimini said nipples of the eyes of the face, we believe she was speaking about an ancient universal truth. And is it our duty, nay privilege, to enact her cosmic wishes? Visit our website at clubkids.co.uk slash truth slash occult slash remove Scotland from the map to fill out normal things like your name, address, national insurance number and crucially the tick box that says, are you Scottish? You don't need to do anything else, we'll come to you. Join thousands of totally normal Drag Race fans today and be part of something that's definitely not a targeted nuclear strike on Glasgow. Bimini, release the beast! And by beast we do mean bomb.
0: I'm gonna take you on a story, on a story, on am <laughs> I'm gonna take you on a wild ride, and I'm gonna bring in kind of the 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 big things that were happening um, in the US at the time on, um, to come to um, the um, explanation of the Mothman.
1: Okay.
0: So remember, uh, I originally introduced the Mothman as Red Eyes, Red Tape, and I believe. The, when I was kind of doing my my analysis of the Mothman, um, I saw the Mothman as simply a kind of health and safety representative mm. who's doing the best to inspect poor health and safety measures. So you look at the bridge, you look at um, teens out late at night in a car, probably drunk, you know, digging right. holes in a, in a TNT area, potentially warning people about Chernobyl. So he's simply someone who really cares about health and safety and wants everyone to, to be safe. And I thought this made sense, but I felt as though there was, there was more of a reason. There's too much mystery surrounding um, the Mothman for, for this yeah, to be, I to mean, be that correct kind of on its own.
1: Makes me think he's a world-weary Virgo.
0: Well, yeah. So, it, like, he does have a lot of Virgo energy to him, I think. So um, I, d- I don't think that that is a part of his personality that we should forget about. Um, And it's something that I'm going to come on to later. So, um, I was looking at the year 1966, and 1966 seems to be um, quite the year for conspiracy theories. And another big conspiracy theory that was going on in 1966 is the Paul is dead uh, conspiracy theory. Have you heard about this? Paul McCartney? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so this was a big conspiracy theory that um, alleged that Paul McCartney of the Beatles died on the 9th of November, 1966. Now this is just a couple of days before the first uh, Mothman sighting. Um, Interesting. And he was secretly replaced by a lookalike. And the theory goes that he died in a car crash and was replaced. Um, so there are theories that dropped hints. So um, in the song, Glass Onion, uh, John Lennon sings, here's another clue for for you all. The walrus is Paul. Um, Walrus, big gray creature. Mothman, big gray creature. Um, And actually on uh, the cover of um, their album, um, Abbey Road, Paul is barefoot and out of step with his bandmates. Now we all know that the Mothman was shit at running and didn't wear shoes. my god so
1: i've got chills so have i i might just be thinking about the beatles but
0: i mean well let's talk about the beatles right because the beatles were renowned for being associated with a very specific time in sort of uk life but also american life so this was a time of counterculture teens doing whatever they wanted to the tune of yellow submarine Mm -hmm. um and like things are really changing in america right so this was during sort of um you know the um i guess like teenagers becoming a thing um and the summer of love was was the next summer after after the mothman was first sighted
1: and because there Um, wasn't usually teenagers before the 60s
0: no they were just sort of teens
1: were invented in the 60s
0: yeah, they were. But I mean they didn't become culturally significant until you were born, obviously. Uh, yeah, um, thank
1: you. Yeah. Thank you for
0: that. Um yeah, I was never a teenager myself. I just went from kind you of You schlubbed
1: out straight to your desk, didn't you? I did. Day <laughs> yes. one of the job.
0: I, I darted out of my mum's vagina and immediately started straight a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Where's me clicker? So, um, this was kind of a time of, sort of backlash against some of the bigger things that were going on in um, society. So, you know, the Vietnam War and also the space race. So the space race was this mm-hmm. kind of big race between America and Russia um, to try and get a man on the moon uh, first. And, and, and there was lots of kind of money being poured into, into space. Um, and on the 12th of November, so that's the f- night of the first sighting of the Mothman. There's a very famous picture because Buzz Aldrin took the very first ever space selfie. Yeah. Um, and I believe that the Mothman was instrumental in bringing a warning of our approach to the cosmos and our kind of, um, mm-hmm. approach to what was happening in society. Um, So the Mothman is essentially a sign for us to look to the skies, but not in the way that society wanted us to, i.e. about space. So I believe that the Mothman is a representative of seeing things differently. Um, And we can look at this through the lens of astrology. So um, we know that the four kind of elements that make up the astrological signs um, a fire, air, earth, and water. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Mothman story, we've got each of those elements. So we've got fire, the munitions factory from from whence he was kind of birthed. Air, obviously his ability to fly is, is a big part of his personality. Mm-hmm. Um, his other part of his personality is how bad he is at running, which is earth. And then finally, we've got water, which is the bridge collapse. Of
1: course.
0: So the Mothman is about kind of getting us to really reconsider how we might believe in things. So the Mothman is a way of kind of paving the way for, um, hippies who are sort of anti-war. So this anti-munitions factory, anti-work, yeah. getting rid of a commuter bridge an appreciation of nature and the <laughs> anti-space race. <laughs> so. Let's just kind of look at look at this astrologically, because I think it, it, it shows kind of quite a lot of kind of evidence when you look at the Mothman's birth chart. Mm, yeah. And I and I did this based on his first ever sighting.
1: Okay. Uh, we
0: don't have a time of day, so I can't give you his rising sign. But I can give you his sun and moon and they are both in Scorpio. Um, Interesting. So a Scorpio sun is is all associated with kind of physical energy and courage, strong passions, regeneration and improvement. Um, which are all things that we can associate with the Mothman. The potential issues of, of being a, a Scorpio sun is that they can be suspicious, they can be defiant, they can be extremist, sometimes mm. vindictive. Um, well,
1: that's 9-11 for you.
0: Exactly. Scorpio moon is all about seeking out intense experiences and we, and we know that these kind of wrap up in the Mothman. Um, and it's interesting James that earlier you mentioned that there was some Virgo energy going on in here. Because when I did mm. the Mothman's birth chart, the Mothman's Mars is in Virgo. Now, the uh. planet of Mars is all about how you do confrontations and conflicts and how you communicate. So, Mars in Virgo are productive and busy people who are goal-oriented. They're practical, they can be scattered at times, they're simply because they're doing so many things at any given time. Mars and Virgo natives get things done quite well, but an annoyed Mars in Virgo native can be difficult to be around. So my theory is, exactly. And him going about it, not in the best way, choosing kind of the path of chaos, I would say, but he's got good intentions. He wants us to stop and think about things in a different way. Yeah. To eschew kind of consumerism and trying to get to space quickly and um, to go to work. Um, and is getting us to really kind of get back in touch um, with nature, with astrology, with kind of seeing things in a different way. And I, my theory, well, not my theory, my explanation is that the Mothman was actually pushing culture forward and getting an entire generation of, of people Um, to think in different ways. Astrologers kind of have a a name for what happened in the 1960s. So um, they call it the Uranus-Pluto conjunction. So during this time, Uranus, which is um, a planet of revolution and radicalism, conjoined with Pluto, which is a planet of transformation through destruction and regeneration. And this very specifically happened in the conservative sign of Virgo. And this kind of planetary dynamic change the social order forever so i truly believe that the mothman is a scorpio and Virgo spirit coming to change the course of society the physical manifestation of counterculture and burgos getting things done
1: well there we have it and you have like so he is just basically a man of wings now
0: well i but think from... it's really important for us to to not be worried about what he is but what his intentions are surely you know that's, that's more there? important
1: yeah has there been any recent sightings of him
0: um so there have been quite a lot of sightings of him sort of overall in in history I think the last one that I found was the connection to um, the Minnesota bridge collapse which I, th- I think wasn't that long ago In that was in the last ten years and he's he's cited he's cited a lot and i think sometimes he's kind of cited when people kind of need him in their lives um it, it certainly sounds like he's been kind of staying away from major life events but like major kind of world events but is 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 taking a more kind of personalized approach um to things recently so i guess you know whenever you've got you're on a path in life and and it and it feels like it's too kind of connected to work and and, and yeah. stuff um the mothman will come and will give you a new perspective on things i think that's that's really nice he's sort of the therapist that we all need really
1: i think it's all well and good that he was involved in like 9-11 the disappearance of paul mccartney but like hasn't waited on like the current situation the current climate like the rise in fascism covid i'm kind of a bit over people who are kind of like these big sky thinkers who are like humanists and all blah, blah 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 blah, but haven't really weighed in on this on our current climate and don't seem to think it's important. So, in that aspect, I'm kind of a bit mm. over mothman. because mm. I'm like, honestly, dude, like, where is your two cents? Like, where, what I want to know your perspective on this and why haven't you thought this is important? It does make me feel a little bit sidelined by him. I won't lie. Yeah, I'm I do. By a Scorpio and a Virgo. Well Aka you. <laughs>
0: Now let's let's think about our favourite um Scorpio Virgo combinations, i.e. me. Like, the thing is, like, he might just be having a bit of a of a time. He might just be having one of his episodes where he doesn't make any appearances because he's working on his own
1: stuff. Um I just don't think that's good enough, Amy. Do you not? No. I think like work fair enough, like we all have our own internal struggles, but like if he has such an effect on world events, where is he? That's true. Do you know what I mean? That's like, very true. Where is he? Was he in Wuhan? No. Probably not. Oh my god. Mm. That person ate a bat. What does a bat look like? Oh. Fuck's there sake. you go. Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. There you go. Fuck's
0: so, sake. So, like, you know, he, he might have been eaten. Um, <laughs> he... <laughs> like, the thing is, the thing is, like, he's been so important, but, you know, because he's humanoid. Um, he has got a limited lifespan, um, so it it could well be that that he's passed on, and that's why the world is in so much chaos at the moment. Um, oh, do you know what? Fair,
1: actually, yeah, I'll give him that.
0: Yeah, um, I think the thing is, we don't know, and I think um, you're totally right, James, to criticise his kind of lack of direct action yeah. um, at the moment, um, because we all know that silence breeds violence. Exactly. Um, so yeah, completely right to criticise that. I think let's just take a step back and think. Actually, could that silence be evidence of you know the mothman potentially hitting the end of his of his life and his days? I guess I guess we'll we'll never know until he texts me back. But I, it's hard enough for me to get a text back from anyone, let alone um, such an important. Him, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly
1: it just um, seems like a real flash in the pan doesn't it like like that only in that period of history where we we're given sort of this figure who could have such an impact on world events like where was he during the wars like one's and two etc and the spin-offs where was well, he during the pandemic where was he during the previous pandemic spanish flu etc like mm. are we well just i to think he was there's just one specific mothman from this period of time and that's, Interesting. that's all i mean like surely there to be other mothmen or or other animals, they uh, animalish men, well, or women, or, or non-binary people.
0: So I think I think that's a really good point, James. I think um, the your question around where was he during wars, like this was the Cold War era, and he was obviously quite anti-Vietnam in um, his yeah. sort of outlook. So that's, that's quite apparent. Uh, yeah, so I think this was quite a, a concentrated period of a kind of. Um, world unrest, um, that we've got to give him his dues for. But I think you're right in that actually you can have localised versions of, of the Mothman. We, we know that um, Cornwall has the Owlman. Um, oh, that's fair,
1: yeah. So,
0: you know, he, he does belong, I think, to a, uh, a dynasty across the world. And just because we don't see this particular Mothman, um, that's not to say that there aren't other Mothmen or women or thems out stopping disaster like you know upholding standards of health and safety across the globe and i think we just need mm. to kind of internally have that kind of faith that that
1: those um, that there are things out there figures are yeah. out there yeah i mean i would even sort of posit that like um obviously there was this whole fake melania thing what i think melania looks a bit like a moth
0: mm. that's very true I and like you know if, if we
1: encrypted with some fake <laughs>
0: If we consider that the Mothman is could have been created from the disappearance of a public figure, who's to say that Avril Lavigne hasn't become a Moth person, or as you, as you say, you know, there there could be there could be any number of people out there, including in uh, Mothman presence in the White
1: House. I could so, see it. Yeah, I could see it.
0: Yeah, but I think fundamentally, when you kind of go back to the birth chart, Scorpio is a sign of mystery,
1: mm-hmm. and I think
0: we should respect that mystery but that that Mars in Virgo which is all about how you do conflict is about sort of evidence-based getting it done um and I think that's the thing that the Mothman would want us to see so the Mothman would want to see us um kind of respond to um his acts rather than who he is
1: that's quite almost like Banksy yeah okay fair yeah
0: yeah yeah Mothman is the Banksy of world disasters I guess
1: interesting and societal
0: change yeah,
1: well, um, I mean, so that's the Mothman. Yeah. Thank you for that, Amy. That was very enlightening. And if you are the Mothman at home, please text, text text into the show. Let us yep. know. Let us know what your intentions are. Let us know uh, if we got your your uh, chart chart right. I mean, there might be obviously other elements that we, we obviously can't can't tell his rising sign. And yeah, if, if, if it, it could, was in Leo, yeah. we'd be in for a bit of a. Bit of a bit of trouble but yeah you know. if the mothman
0: could ask um his mum what time he was born that would yeah. be really helpful if the mothman
1: could to, could tell his a lesbians asking
0: mm.
1: what time he's born that would be quite yeah. good yeah
0: i'll plug it in i'll plug him into CoStar. um oh that would be great actually yeah if, you could, if we, we could are. do that
1: yeah that'd be fantastic thank you mothman
0: yeah
1: and um, thank you amy that was very that was very enlightening
0: no and problem hope
1: for the people of west virginia that's cleared that up for you
0: yeah, although I do think that, you know, they deserve to have a blood curse on them. Um, I would
1: say so, to be honest. As do the people of Cornwall.
0: Yeah. Both kind of peas in a pod, aren't they? I, I,
1: um, I would say so. I'm, I am i don't want to offend people, but I do think they deserved it.
0: <laughs> and that's what the Mothman said. Exactly. So, you know, no offence, but...
1: You, you deserve go. a blood curse. <laughs> exactly. And on that note...
0: On that note, um, thanks very much for yeah. tuning in. Thanks very much for coming on this journey with us as as yeah. we provide definitive answers um, to some of the world's biggest mysteries.
1: Yeah, another one solved. Brilliant.
0: Exactly. So um, get updating those Wikipedia articles um, on our behalfs, and we will see you next
1: time. Yeah, tune in next time for a global international conspiracy finally brought to light. Woo! Dankeschön, <laughs> I- illy, 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 illy. Bye. bye, BRB Ali. Bye, bye, bye.